This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Former News! The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. And we don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. I must go, must leave this Okay, people, before we get started, I would greatly appreciate it if you would hit that subscribe button and hit that bell. We drop new episodes of Forever News every Saturday, 12 p.m. EST, and we re-upload some of those segments throughout the week for your viewing pleasure. I'd appreciate each and every person that hits that subscribe button and that bell. Without further ado, I don't want to waste your time. Let's get into it. Okay, people, and the first story up is not a pretty sight. Somebody in the anime or shall I say manga industry, I guess a little bit of both uh recently got in some very big trouble and yeah homie was arrested and we've been hearing more than ever if i'm not mistaken honestly over the last decade plus i haven't heard as much of these type of cases up until like maybe the last two or three years where a lot of very notable public figures in the industry have been getting in legal issues we talked about not that long ago maybe what a year ago that the owner of the founder of studio ufotable he was in trouble for tax evasion. There's been a wide variety of cases of these people getting in big trouble. And now this one, this kind of takes the cake because to be honest with you, to a certain degree, this is almost an international issue in Japan and not just something like domestic because essentially the dude that got in trouble, it was connected to the Olympics. And who I'm referring to is one of the heads of Kadokawa. If you don't know about Kadokawa, they were a major, major publishing company if I'm not mistaken, I definitely remember they were publishers behind series like Dead Man Wonderland. Like, they are huge publishing company. Look them up so that you guys understand what I'm talking about. But yeah, Homie was caught trying to do a bribe or getting a bribe successfully done. Allegedly, this is according to reports. I'm not saying it, so, you know, leave me alone. But yeah, we have the report right here and all the information and it's mighty hefty. Let's take a look. Katakawa chairman arrested over alleged bribery attempt. According to a new report from Japan, authorities have arrested Katakawa chairman Suguhiko Katakawa. The Tokyo District Public Prosecutor's Office sent authorities to book the executive on allegations of bribery. To be specific, the charges laid against the chairman involved the Tokyo 2020 Summer Olympics as Katakawa allegedly paid off a committee member. The report suggests the chairman paid a consultant agency nearly $500,000 USD and the organization was run by Haruyuki Takahashi. This former Olympic executive was arrested last month on bribery charges. Oh shit, they got him. Oh my god. It is suspected Takahashi accepted bribes from companies who wanted to secure their role as a sponsor of the event. So he was caking it up badly. Jeez. Over in Japan, new reports suggest Takahashi used his network of contacts to secure sponsorship awards 
for various clients. If the allegation is true, then Takahashi accepted a bribe from Karakawa to make this goal come true. The scandal has left others in the police's way as a former Karakawa employee named Toshiyuki Yoshihara was arrested in relation to this case. Oh my god, they snitching, boy! They snitching! The same was done to Kyoji Maniwa, a former official with the studio. At this time, there was no word on how these three executives pled to their arrest, but we do know something. After all, the Karakawa chairman told reporters in Japan the money sent to Takahashi was a consultancy fee and nothing more. It seems the chairman is maintaining his innocence in this case. And I'll be honest with you, for the most part, if it was an average citizen, if it was just a regular person, I would say, oh, he's cooked. Because in case you don't know, over there in Japan, their conviction rate is like 99 something outrageous. It's almost certain that when you get arrested, you're convicted. You've done something. You are guilty. So normally I would say, yeah, dude is fried. Dude is cooked. They're going to cook his goose, so to speak. However, because in recent times, I've been noticing that people that are connected in the industry aren't going down in flames as opposed to the standard person, the standard citizen in Japan that may have done something. Again, for example, the you know head of Studio Ufotable, he was basically done with a bunch of fines. And for the most part, despite the fact that he was found guilty, he wasn't really punished severely. There was no jail time. It was probation, I believe like five years. And as long as he's, you know, stays squeaky clean, which he will, he's going to be okay. And then there was also that whole thing with the creator of the manga Act Age. I believe he was the author, if I'm not mistaken. He was arrested a few years ago and he also got off pretty lightly. I believe no jail time. And honestly, little conspiracy theorist brain here. Don't mind me just with conspiracies. But hey, they're connected to massive conglomerate. Studio Ufotable right now is one of the most sought after animation studios in Japan thanks to the likes of Fate Stay and then now of course Demon Slayer putting them at the tippy top like yeah there's a lot of money and a lot of high stakes in there. Likewise with the writer of Act Age where dog that's a shonen jump author. Do you know how horrible of a look that would be for a shonen jump author to be doing 10 years in prison? That is a nightmare press wise so kind of looks a little bit like okay so these people that are in higher positions not any different from our government over here are seemingly getting caught doing some questionable things and getting somewhat slaps on the wrist so I'm not gonna say that even if this dude is found guilty which it sounds like yo dog if they arrested this person that was you know connected and doing all of these things taking all the bribes allegedly and then there was other people involved people that work for the company there is a high probability that there will be some sort of conviction on this chairman of Katakawa. However, the punishment is probably not going to be anything crazy. And if I'm wrong, hey, I'm wrong. But considering what I've been seeing, the pattern of these people in, you know, somewhat powerful positions or connected to people with powerful positions, not getting the most severe of punishments, even if he gets convicted, I'm not going to be saying, yo, dog, they, they sending him to Rikers, fam. <laughs> not that they would send the Japanese native to Rikers Island in New York. No, no, no. But I'm just basically saying that even if he gets convicted, there's a high probability he might get off with like probation. And of course, it's a lot deeper over there in Japan, right? Because in case you don't know, something like that, that's a disgrace. So like in the communities and in the public and, you know, when you're walking by the convenience store and people recognize you or know who you are, they're going to be whispering about you. They're going to be staying away. So it's a lot deeper than that. There's a very serious problem in Japan where if you get disgraced, like if you flunk out of school or 
you don't make it to college or you become a shut-in, a lot of people, you know, they result to, you know, terrible things with themselves. So this could actually impact him, not necessarily maybe legally too hardcore, depending on which way it swings to begin with, if he's found guilty or innocent, but also reputation-wise, he's shot. It's really, really bad over there where you're guilty until proven innocent. Like, and again, that's not any different than over here, to be honest with you. But for the most part, over there, yeah, he's going to get some type of punishment. Legally, I'm not imagining it's going to be the most severe. Again, assuming he's convicted. But community-wise and the people over there and his quote-unquote good name is going to be tarnished forever because of this. And this is crazy, dog, that this company, you know, this manga anime publishing company is connected to an Olympic bribery. Never did I thought I'd see the day. But hey, here we are. I wonder if they're going to start questioning some of the other companies. Like, yo, dog, I remember there was like a big thing there now that I think about it. Like Toei and all of them. They had Dragon Ball, Sailor Moon. Toei, what are y'all doing? Or should I say Shueisha? Because they're the ones that are in charge of the publishing. Shueisha, I'm just, no, I'm just joking around. But yeah, um, chairman of Katakawa, huge publishing company, arrested for alleged bribery attempts or completion. I guess you could say half a million dollars worth with the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo. I guess I want to start off by asking you guys, let me know what you guys think. Do you think, first of all, that they're going to convict him, considering the high conviction rate over there, the extremely high conviction? rate over there and if so how hard do you think the punishment is going to be you think it's going to be similar to some of the previous things we've seen again with the you know founder of studio ufotable and the writer of act ages manga or they're going to throw the book at him considering it's a bit more of a serious situation in a political aspect like if anything probably the worst offender was the writer of act age what he was doing was you know outright disgusting but considering the laws and stuff like that usually downright integrate straight into politics if they did throw the book at him, it would be just because, hey, this is an international thing. This is the Olympics. You've disgraced us in front of the world. So maybe, who knows? Let me know. Moving forward, fans of Boruto, Naruto Next Generation. You know, I, I love me some Boruto. Um, I got some unfortunate news in a way. Now, this news that I'm about to tell you guys, because there is some good news down this episode, so watch or whatever. But this news in particular regarding Boruto, Naruto Next next generations yeah the manga at the very least is not so good now granted the information is not necessarily complete but it's still a showing that the boruto manga at the very least is not doing great and it's going down further and further i remember you know a couple years ago it was at least usually and what i'm referring to is the sales of the manga those volumes sometimes would do you know close to 100k or i believe even over 100k years back it was doing over 100k or something like that and gradually over time, and I've tried not to put a spotlight on it. I wanted to see where it went. That's why I never really, you know, pointed out as like a major issue until now. We've seen a gradual, gradual decline in the Boruto manga sales. Now, granted, the Boruto IP in and of itself is a very tricky situation. If, if you check out my video over there on my other channel for Neverworld, I kind of discussed a little bit of how it all works when it comes to this Boruto franchise and whatnot. It's not the same thing as like a typical manga that's serialized and for example Weekly Shonen Jump for starters Boruto was serialized in V-Jump and because the anime merchandising and stuff like that is so successful it would shoot themselves in the foot 
to cancel Boruto. So even hypothetically, if the Boruto manga gets to the point of selling like just absolutely terrible rookie numbers, there's a high probability that they probably are still not going to cancel it simply because the IP, Boruto, Naruto, Next Generation, Boruto and Naruto, both of them together, the franchises, make a lot of money. They make a shit ton of money despite the fact that manga sales aren't hot at all. But we got the first three-day sales for the latest volume of Boruto and yeah it doesn't look great at all granted this isn't a complete week but based on estimations of whatnot I could kind of do the math of what it would do in a full seven days that's how they do like you know record sales predictions if you ever follow any of that when they say hey Drake is about to do 250 first week and he does somewhere between 225 and 260 or something like that depending on what happens in between that week yeah let's take a look because according to this it says Oricon week one is here for Boruto volume 18 not the best showing only managed to accumulate 32.8 thousand basically 32,800 hard copy sales but this is a cross and this is wrong this is three days uh, not two days and yeah week one it comes in and we'll discuss the full top 50 manga sales later on in this episode if you're watching the full episode if you're watching a clip then yeah go watch the full episode uh yeah week one sales 32,837 ranking in at number nine with three days of sales i say with a full seven days it's not going to necessarily be like 70,000 or anything like that with a full seven days it probably would have done about 50 to 60 and i might be being generous it just really depends on what the reaction to it is and what was the main causes as to why the sales are this low it could just very well be attributing to hey people are losing interest little by little which has been the case for the manga like yeah I mean they they've tried to do different things I believe the last volume didn't have any of the previous gen characters it had like code and you know the army that he was building and this one they slapped adult Shikamaru on it and it still really didn't help much now granted again with a full week doing 50 to 60 wouldn't be too bad and when we get those sales I'll report them and i'll let you guys know hey it actually did okay-ish but 32,003 days it's just showing that the boruto manga in terms of success is not doing or living up to what it should in comparison i believe the latest dragon ball super volumes in a full like five to seven days was doing like a hundred thousand plus and they're both kind of like on the same level in terms of they're both released in v jump they're both legacy titles continuing on it's just that dragon ball continued on with the characters everybody wanted to see from the original fan base and boruto went a different route and tried to garner a new fan base while still trying somewhat to maintain you know the og naruto fandom in there and it's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking and i know some people are gonna take this and run with it and say Fanevel World is going in on Boruto. I don't know what where's your brain when I'm telling you, hey, I really rock with the series. I really want to see it succeed. This is heartbreaking. I don't like seeing this. I want Boruto to be successful. There's been times in the manga, I've said it over on my main channel a million times, where I legitimately felt like I was reading Naruto back with all the big battles and stuff like that, uh, where Boruto was fighting Boro and a whole bunch of cool stuff. I felt like, yo, this is what I originally signed up for many years years ago so to see the sales where it's at right now is sad and i'm hoping something can shake up and honestly i it's a broken record at this point to say it but i'm gonna say it the biggest thing that can save this right now is 
a massive time skip and an overhaul of the tone and everything about the series because if we continue on like this okay we're doing 32.8 at this point three volumes from now what are we going to look like are we going to be doing you know 40 or 30,000 in a full seven days that's not a good look especially considering this is a spinoff of one of the hugest manga ever made Naruto is one of the biggest of all time so to see this it's downright heartbreaking and sad but let me know what you guys think do you feel like there's a way other than like what i suggested again a big overhaul you know change up the name even a little if you got to put boruto she put in boruto z or you know just naruto next generations ninja chronicles boruto bad whatever the hell you gotta do that was just an off the top of the head idea relaxed before oh like yo people take everything out of context nowadays jesus christ but yeah in three days boruto doing thirty-two thousand with a volume not the greatest look in the world, but we do got a lot of other great Boruto and Naruto related news in this episode. For starters, the next story that we're about to talk about is pretty exciting to hear. Well, actually two pieces of news. I got a couple of more, like we, we got some stuff. Because for starters, it says apparently next week's weekly Shonen Jump issue will contain must-see information about the Himawadi Ninja Academy arc. And I'm wondering if the must-see information is that it's over. No, <laughs> I have no idea what this must-see information could be. It could be that they're gonna bring in a character that's from the manga that hasn't been shown yet it could be that they're going to bring in a character from like you know maybe the og naruto series and they're going to be involved somehow like i'm not sure exactly what this must see information could be but it's a little bit promising despite me being harsh on the latest arc of boruto there's a next episode preview for the next episode that's going to have like apparently the kids dressing up as like og ninja minato jiraiya and stuff like that so that kind of sounds okay-ish and I don't know if maybe that's what they're promoting. Like, this is a must-see. Somebody's going to cosplay as Jiraiya and Boruto and... That's not must-see. That's cool. That's funny. That's a little entertaining. That's not must-see. So we'll see what this big news is supposed to be. And then in bigger and more exciting news than even that, Naruto's 20th anniversary projects will be revealed in the next week's issue of Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 43. So next week's issue, we're going to find out what big projects they have for Naruto. And I wonder what they're going to do at this point. Honestly, there's a lot that they could do if I'm just keeping it real. They still could explore with films and all sorts of stuff that time period in between Shippuden and Boruto beginning they could do a Boruto original film that's like really exciting or something like that like they could do some stuff but yeah I'm very excited to see what any of this is going to be also I'm imagining there's a huge possibility maybe the next Cyber Connect 2 game could get announced of hey the Boruto storm is coming that will be probably one of the most exciting things to come out of the franchise in forever like oh my god I want to play that game so bad if that rumor that seemingly was substantiated to a certain degree by trusted sources is legit that would be great like hey video game original movie maybe an announcement of the next arc and it's like super exciting even if it's anime original those three right there would be great or dare I say it hey the next installment in the Boruto Naruto verse and it's something like a spinoff or an original story that's really hype like a, I don't know, Minato manga. Oh my 
God, that would be fire. I ain't gonna lie. I, I want that. But yeah, people, Boruto sales on the decline, continuing, musty information incoming regarding the Boruto anime's Himawadi Academy arc, and next week we'll get some new information or some reveals for Naruto's 20th anniversary projects, and I'm looking forward to that, and hopefully it's something for all of us to enjoy, not only just, you know, OG Naruto fans or Boruto fans, we can all get together and have a good time. Moving forward, Bleach fans, Bleach, Bleach fans, it's been a time to eat because, yo, dog, the studio behind Bleach, Studio Puro, has been just dropping awesome information i mean for crying out loud that latest trailer that they released was Mwah, chef's kiss it looks like bleach's thousand of blood war anime is going to be a movie it's phenomenal to say the least however we got a bunch of insight into the bleach anime as well as a big reveal regarding the bleach thousand of blood wars production being greenlit a long time ago so despite the fact that fans were clamoring and screaming come on bring it back there was already plans to bring it back at least five years ago according to this it says bleach thousand of blood war anime was greenlit five years ago and there's like a little symbol and i believe that was confirmed at the latest expo where they were announcing and they released the bleach trailer and whatnot so 2017 pretty much a year after the bleach manga ended they were already swinging in high gear to bring bleach back which is kind of crazy you know it would have been great to give a word to the fans like hey we're we're coming back guys don't worry considering a lot of fans were really sad in the press especially when the bleach manga ended it was like so no final adaptation no big hoorah in fact with the bleach manga ending it would have been kind of cool to have that announcement like one year sooner than even that but yeah so five years ago this was already a thing in conversation i'm imagining that we probably would have had the bleach anime even sooner than now you got to think about it the pandemic and all of the things that happened in the world probably put it to a halt to a certain degree they probably were like yeah let's put it on the back burner for now let's polish it up let's get you know scripts going let's get everything right so when the world gets back to somewhat of normalcy then boom we kick into high gear and it also shows that yo dog they've been planning this for five years that's probably as well why the bleach trailer and the bleach anime is looking so good like they've had time on their hands so that's really really interesting to hear again they should have probably said something i'd imagine a lot of people were really down bad after bleach ended and i don't blame them it was you know downright horrendous for bleach fans to not have anything after the manga despite bleach being one of the most successful manga of all time 100 million copies sold it's crazy but then we have more information in case you don't know regarding the bleach styles in your blood war anime it was already announced and i talked about it in a previous video that the bleach styles in your blood war is going to be four cores meaning anywhere from 48 to 52 episodes however it was actually confirmed later that day that bleach's styles in your blood war is going to be four split cores according to this it says bleach styles in your blood war anime four cores will fully adapt the manga till the end no finale movie or anything else and the cores are specifically mentioned to be split so most likely a break after each core. I just hope they don't do anything silly like one season a year. Here's 12 episodes in 2022. Here's 12 episodes in 2023. Like something like that. Here's one season a year. You know, 12 episodes at the end of 2022. 12 episodes at the end of 2023. I, I don't think that they're going to do that to be honest with you. I'm imagining there will probably be anywhere from three to six months in between releases. Like usually when they do split cores, it's around like three to six months 
months but it could very well be the case so we gotta wait and see on that one but again i'm imagining it's not gonna be too much of a break in between like that would be a little bit insane considering the manga's already done it's not like a my hero where you need you know enough content like the content is there 200 plus chapters like just get it done but also split cores is good news i know you're probably thinking damn so what i'm getting 12 13 and then i gotta wait but that's good news because it allows for the next set of episodes to have even more time to be worked on because just because this was greenlit five years ago doesn't mean that as soon as that green light came in they started animating shit like that's not how it works this gives them an opportunity to get the next set of episodes to look even better than the previous episodes or at the very least to meet that standard of quality so i'm totally fine with it gives a break at the same time and we get to get hype once again after a few months of a break so i'm fine with the split core i mean again Bleach is coming back. Who the hell cares if it's split or whatever, right? And then a few more pieces of information based on, again, that event that showcased the trailer. And I believe it premiered the first two episodes of the Bleach Styles in Your Blood War. It says here, Bleach Styles in Your Blood War Anime Episode 1. It starts with your watch narrating about the Sealed King folklore. Hollow's most part is made up of CGI. So there is going to be CGI, but CGI is getting better. And considering Piro has really put their foot into this one, it's probably not going to look bad or stick out. Uh, extra added fight scenes for Ichigo, Orihime, Uryu, and Chad. Ichigo goes Bankai and uses Getsuga Tensho. So dope stuff there. And then it says, pacing-wise, Bleach Styles in Your Blood War is about four chapters per episode. Obviously, if you do the math, that's how they're gonna probably divide 200 chapters into 50 episodes. But episode one adapts five chapters and episode two adapts four chapters. And episode two's title is Foundation Stones. So yeah, that kind of makes sense. And the thing about it is where a lot of people are worried like, yo, how the hell are we gonna cram 200 chapters into 50 episodes? It's impossible. Well, I'm gonna tell you, like adaptations vary. For example, One Piece is anime and one of the problems people have had with it for the longest time is that it usually does sometimes less than a chapter per episode like it'd be stretching it like 10 pages in one episode only where the standard especially back in like the naruto and bleach days was about two chapters an episode however because the thousand year blood war is a war <laughs> it's a lot of action and whatnot that you can speed by yeah they could probably fit in some episodes like seven or eight chapters of just combat like that's really how the bleach thousand year blood war is gonna go so some of those episodes is probably gonna have more chapters than others and as long as it doesn't feel rushed and contrived and ridiculous i'm fine with it in fact there's an opportunity again to fix some of the errors from thousand of blood war that maybe kubo couldn't get to because of his health issues or whatnot this is a perfect opportunity to kind of play around with in terms of the adaptation of how much we're going to put into each episode and again i feel like studio piro knows what they're doing based on what they've showcased us so far it looks like they're giving more than their a game on this one so should be okay but yeah people bleach thousand blood war was greenlit five years ago and will be split cores basically a break in between about 12 to 13 episodes per drop but yo is that really stopping anyone let's keep it real moving forward big update for chainsaw man's anime release y'all already know as of the recording of this video we're less than a month away from the premiere of the chainsaw anime and 
I'm already hype about that announcement alone. But according to this, if you're lucky enough, you get to watch Chainsaw Man even sooner than most. Because according to this, it says Chainsaw Man Anime's Episode 1 English dub will premiere on October 7th at New York City Comic Con's event. And the English dub cast will be revealed at the event itself. And I'm not going to lie, more than likely, I won't be at New York Comic Con this year. And I am so bummed. If there is any anime that would get me out of my chair to go some big event just to watch it, it's Chainsaw Man. And I'm 100% dead serious. That would be the anime. But yeah, it's just not the right time for your lad to get out there. Maybe next year. But yeah, this is something where if you have the opportunity, if you have the probability of getting up in there, you should go and enjoy yourself. Because this is going to be a legendary series that I can't freaking wait. But yeah, I'm actually even looking forward to the dub. I don't know. I'm, I'm just a really big Chainsaw Man fan in case you didn't know. Like, yeah, I really, really love and dig this series. But um, Chainsaw Man English dub, which that's good that they're already putting their best foot forward in terms of having the dub ready. Who knows? We may get like what Funimation used to do, simultaneous releases of the dub and sub at the same time. I'll probably listen to both and pick one. My inner weeb says, yo, dog, go sub. Come on, stop playing. But then the other side of me is like, yo, but the dub might be cool. Dubs aren't what they were in the 90s anymore. Like, dubs are pretty damn solid. And I know probably people are going to be with their pitchforks. How dare you, Fnab? But I'm watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean in dub, and I'm having a blast with it. The voice actress behind Jolene is freaking awesome. Love her. So, yeah. Chainsaw Man anime English dub premiere October 7th, New York Comic Con. Whoever gets to go. God damn you, I'm jealous as hell. <laughs> Next up. Huge, huge, huge news. If you like to be informed on the news in the world of anime and manga, but in particular, shonen battle stuff especially, well, first of all, hit that subscribe button and that bell if you haven't already. That would really help you out. I legit get all of the big news that I know you're going to enjoy or going to be interested in all the time. So definitely do that. But we have big announcements for Jump Festa 2023. If you don't know what Jump Festa is, it's basically a big convention that's usually held around December every year where Shonen Jump announce all of the big stuff that is to come for a lot of their franchises whether it be you know a new anime adaptation a movie whatever it is usually they have a huge stage and they announce all of the goodies at that event so this year we finally got the announcement of what the super stages are going to be and the super stages is usually where it all goes down that's where we find out oh this anime is getting another season this series is finally getting an anime oh boom this one is getting a film like that's usually what they use the super stages for sometimes they misuse them just to bring people in i'm not gonna lie i'm still gonna harp on what they did with boruto last year like what was that a recap of the no but this year we got the stages right here and it looks like oh hell of a lineup i am <laughs> let's read so for starters jump festa 2023 super stages are as follows one one Piece. What is One Piece going to be for this Jump Festa Super Stage, right? Because we already got the movie in theaters. We're not getting another movie. We're not going to be getting, you know, another anime or anything like that. Well, who knows? You never know. But I'm imagining it's going to be maybe a retrospective, probably a big quote from Oda regarding the status of the manga and maybe how long it has left. Another update, even though I think he's kind of tired of saying how long he has left. He said that in a recent interview. But I'm imagining it's just going to be like some quotes from Oda 
maybe some of the manga with like voiceover commentary and stuff like that from the voice actors things like that i'm not expecting too much from the super stage from one piece nor should you there's not really much other than maybe like a tv special and like merchandise releases and stuff like that i mean it would be awesome like a big yo one piece spinoff coming but i highly doubt it then we got my hero academia that's scary i mean one it could be that Kohei Horikoshi is going to come out and say, yo, we're ending it here in a couple months, dog. Enjoy. Bon voyage, so to speak. Also, it could be, hey, we're getting another movie, which mm, the last movie did very well. And apparently, like, the female audience was astronomical over there in Japan. Like, 70% of ticket buyers for My Hero Academia's film were Japanese females. So, it could very well be that we're going to get another movie because I'd imagine they do not want to let go of that audience for... You know females to be especially over there in japan starting to jump into this franchise it would really do a disservice to shonen jump to shoot them off so they're probably gonna keep on that i don't want it but you could possibly expect a film incoming right because that's something that would be big other than that again a quote from horikoshi an update on the status of the series and again maybe some more merch i'm predicting though the biggest thing that could come out of it is a movie that's probably what it is and also maybe an update on the second half of the anime because by that point my hero academia will be about halfway through season six so probably a trailer for the next part of my hero academia's anime then moving forward from that we got a super stage for black clover and i believe they did announce what's coming from the black clover one according to this it says the voice actors of the series will be present and revealing new information about the upcoming movie so i'm expecting a trailer like a full limb trailer at this particular point the mobile game which i ain't gonna lie if the mechanics of that game and the gameplay is good i'm gonna jump all in because everything i've seen of the game it looks like it's gorgeous like it should be a console game so updates on the mobile game and a tabata message going into 2023 so we'll get a quote from yuki tabata the author of black clover regarding the status of the series remember we're in the final arc of the manga so who knows i'm not going to expect a big announcement on the return of the anime i'm hoping that at the very least by the end of the manga whether it ends in 2023 or 2024 um that's when i'm expecting the big hey the anime is returning that's probably going to be the case. So for Black Clover, that's pretty much for the most part what you can expect. Then going down the list, Jujutsu Kaisen. I'm expecting the first trailer for season two of the anime by that point. That's probably what the super stage is mainly going to be used for. We just got that movie not that long ago. It won't be a film. Um, maybe Gege might say something because remember, we was a bit into the series. I want to say Gege said we was like, what, 70% done about a year and a half ago now. So we probably could get an announcement there, but I'm betting all my chips on season two trailer will drop right there following that we have demon slayer mm, oh yeah probably the next season of the anime will get a trailer for that too even though that'll be a big doozy dog demon slayer and jujutsu kaisen trailers i don't know if they'd want to shoot all of their you know ducks in the barrel is that how you say it i don't know if they're gonna want to drop all of that stuff in one big festival they might but yeah that would be the logical thing other than that i mean i don't know because koyoharu gotoge ever since the end of the manga doesn't really do too much there was an announcement that they were thinking about doing a new series a romance series but so far we haven't heard anything of it so i'm imagining probably the biggest and best thing we could get out of it is the next season of the anime or a surprise announcement another film because i know they're chomping at the bit to get another mugen train mugen train woo 
bukus of dollars. Dr. Stone will probably get a trailer for the upcoming anime or at the very least some visuals or an announcement for the upcoming season of the anime and maybe some more manga one shots because they've been throwing out one shots here or there for the Dr. Stone manga even though it ended so maybe something like that. Spy Family maybe something a showcase of the latest well the new season will be starting right there so maybe just an announcement that the next season is already in production for the anime something like that. With Chainsaw Man depending on if this season is going to be split core or not we either might get a trailer for the next season or an announcement that the next episodes is coming or a trailer for the next core of episodes something like that but I'm expecting insanity there and I really hope we get a quote or two from Tatsuki Fujimoto. We'll probably also get some updates on the manga that's going on right now Chainsaw Man 2 because it's heating up little by little. Boruto and Naruto I talked about it earlier in this episode but for the love of God just give us something great. That's all I'm gonna say just give us something great. A movie, a TV special, a spin-off, something awesome for the franchise. Like it's well overdue at this point. Uh, Prince of Tennis I'm not too familiar with. Maybe something about anime related or something. I don't I don't really know. And then we got three super stage X's for Bleach, Kurokono Basket, and Haikyuu. Bleach will probably be mainly just promoting the Thousand Year Blood War anime and all the information. Maybe they'll have some of the voice actors there. That's going to be exciting. Kurokono Basket, I believe it's the celebration of the 10th anniversary of it. So probably nothing spectacular. I'm not expecting any movies or anything like that. Probably just merch. And Haikyuu, uh, probably promoting the upcoming films. The two films that fans are really unhappy that they're getting opposed to getting that season five and there you have it folks that is the whole lineup of what's going to be going down in jump festa 2023's event and what you can expect from it this is going to be a doozy to say the least next up big announcement for a series that if you follow the manga top manga sales portion of these episodes of Forever news you will know sells extremely extremely well and i've always been like hmm you kind of caught my curiosity why is it selling so well what's going on over there in that world well a Soso no Frieren is apparently getting an anime and I believe there was already leaks of it but we got a visual for it and it says here Frieren Beyond Journeys and Fantasy Adventure Manga gets anime which the Japanese name is Soso no Frieren so yeah I guess it's Frieren Beyond Journeys End. Ahead of the release of the latest volume of Frieren Beyond Journeys End manga on September 15th it was revealed today that Kanehito Yamada written Tsukasa Abe Illustrated Fantasy Adventure series would be getting an anime. A visual was released to celebrate the adaptation showing what Frieren looks like in her animated elven design. And I ain't gonna lie, the art looks incredible. Does it say what studio? I don't think it says the studio that's involved, but that shit looks gorgeous. And I'm looking forward to it. I've heard great things about it. It sells very well. I wanna see what the buzz is about. I might even check out a chapter or two before the anime comes out, but um, put this on your radar. This is gonna be a big one probably very talked about in some communities there again i don't know exactly what this one is about but it's gonna probably pop moving forward over the week webtoons has been coming under fire from creators on the platform regarding the revenue that they receive and i'm just gonna tell you what's been said and you know the facts of what has been released based on these creators and whatnot for starters one creator from tenacity comics uh shout outs to you because i want to shout out every artist and writer and 
creator that is trying their best to get their indie game going on. Uh, how much income I make from ad revenue as a semi-successful Webtoons Canvas creator with 13,000 subs, 64 updates, and two years of consistent posting put in. Spoiler, is not as much as you think. And yeah, the revenue is not the greatest in the world. For 30,000 views on one month in December, they made about 18 dollars i was gonna say eighteen thousand. uh yeah i wish they would made eighteen thousand. that would be incredible uh eighteen dollars uh january eighteen dollars february ten dollars uh they had a spike in views in march and with almost fifty thousand views thirty dollars seven dollars in april fifteen dollars in may and june it wasn't a great month for them they only made two bucks and yeah that's with a lot of work put in and then an account came out that recently was deleted and again this is all based on these accounts this is not my saying i am not endorsing these messages per se but there was an account that came out called webtoons exposed and on it they were giving the base pay of what some of the webtoon original creators are making and according to them which this was a little bit of a talk but again it got swept under the rug fairly quickly and removed it says webtoons base pay varies widely but the current average base pay is $800 to $1,200 for an episode which is about 40 to 60 panels currently new original series are signed on at around a thousand to twelve hundred per episode original creators who signed on in 2020 through 2021 signed on at around eight hundred dollars an episode and i will tell you right now it's not bad bad but it's not good either like in my mind because it seems as though 40 to 60 panels that is like about what a chapter or so getting 800 to 1200 dollars again it's low it's not great by any means uh but around for that depending on for like independent creators of like comics and whatnot based on what i understand they usually should get anywhere from like 75 up sometimes they get even a little bit lower they could get like 50 to 60 dollars a page so let's just say we're gonna do the math at let's just put it at the lowest 50 dollars a page right so 50 dollars a page for 10 pages that would be 500 bucks for 20 pages that would be about two thousand dollars and basically 20 pages is about a chapter so they should be getting around like two thousand dollars maybe even more if you know the 75 dollar standard rate for like marvel and stuff like that it would probably be the 75 dollars and up for marvel and stuff like that it would probably be a lot higher uh this is still very bad in comparison to that stuff and i mean granted it's dope that they're giving opportunity to creators that are you know on the rise like hey create an original we'll pay you x amount so it's not bad bad but it's still kind of bad and again this is all alleging that this is legit again this is just the talk of the town over on twitter and this account was swiftly removed it says original creators who signed on with webtoons prior to 2020 have even lower rates of 500 to 800 dollars that is not good at all that's terrible however the creators being paid higher rates who signed on in 2020 and later have a different contract than creators who signed on before 2020 those creators are subject to mrt original creators on the newer contract do not receive out 
out a cut of fast pay until their series earns back the MRT, minimum revenue threshold. So basically, until you recoup, you don't get paid. Kind of like a record contract if you know about anything with the music industry. And they went even further to say that perhaps one of Webtoon's greatest crimes is preying on artists in the global south. Despite being based in the United States, the Webtoon's LATAM branch pays its original creators less than half of what it pays in the U.S. Uh, with $400 or less per episode for still 40 to 60 panels. And yeah, that is absolutely criminal at that point. But again, this is all alleging this is legit. I'm just reporting what's going on in the community right now. This isn't factual from like a main credible source or anything like that. I always say, yo, dog, artists deserve the world. If I had that opportunity, if I was running that ship over there, boy, when I run a ship like that, y'all gonna find out how I'm gonna really take it to the next level because I'm for the creator. I'm for the culture. I'm for the artist. I want to abolish the idea of the starving artist. And this is genuinely coming from me. Hopefully Webtoons does better. Uh, there was also reports, again, like I said, on the ad revenue that is not great at all over there. It's just kind of a mess. I mean, I want to give a little bit of just a smidge of not necessarily leeway. I can't think of the word right now, but basically benefit of the doubt that, hey, Webtoons is still new. This whole idea of making money off your comics online on a, like a major platform that already has an audience is relatively new so maybe with time they'll get a little bit better i mean you never know what could happen right but yeah as it stands right now even some of the original creators are still being underpaid if that is legit with webtoons and the ad rates is not great either it just all around sounds like webtoons definitely needs to do better moving forward we got a slew of one piece news that i want to run through but yeah a lot of really interesting and awesome stuff for starters uh basically some creator out there some company is releasing this giant one piece manga i believe it's breaking like the guinness world record it says here in lamest terms one piece is something to look at and you mull over the supply and demand rates of manga from online digital storefronts like viz media given the mega books colorfully illustrated spine and cover reminiscent of the collage featured on the spine of dragon ball z's manga volumes one piece would make for a great end piece or let's be honest an entire shelf of your bookshelf to display at your next weeb gathering basically a french publisher released this giant manga it's like one manga one spine and like i want to say all of the one piece volumes up to date don't quote me on that it would make more sense to just do like the first hundred in fact it would have made more sense to just do everything pre time skip and then whenever the time skip you know one piece ends do post time skip but yeah apparently like they're breaking the guinness world record with this my problem with this release and whatnot is the fact that on the box it says one piece by non-monarch and what like no it's one piece by Hiro Oda that honestly feels disrespectful like you want to put your name on the box fine by me put it somewhere around there like hey you're the one that put this book together in terms of you know the materials and whatnot but this is one piece by Hiro Oda the man that you know his whole life revolves around this so I'm surprised that this is actually flying I wonder if this actually gave it the okay well no if it's French then they probably have it I wonder shall I say if Shueisha and the people over there in Japan gave them the okay to do this and gave them the okay on the box art because while the box art on the sides looks fire with all the imagery and whatnot one piece by non monarch what like no you're you're not the creator of one piece but either way it's a very interesting thing and i believe it's the world record of the longest one single book out there 
craziness. Then in more One Piece news, we have an updated and official exact date for One Piece Film Red coming to the U.S. Initially, it was reported that, hey, Film Red is coming to the U.S. in October, and I'm not gonna lie. My kiddos, they love One Piece. They were very disappointed when they heard this news that it won't be coming in October. It'll be coming a little bit after, but it won't be coming in October because according to this, Crunchyroll is bringing One Piece Film Red to theaters in November. The latest One Piece theatrical experience is coming to theaters soon. Crunchyroll is announcing that One Piece Film Red will come to theaters in the United States, Canada, Australia and New Zealand this November. Tickets for Australia and New Zealand will go on sale on October 5th with North American tickets going on sale starting October 6th. The release date for each region are as follows. Again, Australia, New Zealand, November 3rd and United States and Canada, November 4th. So market calendars, November 4th, market calendars for when you can pre-order the tickets. Again, October 6th in the U.S. and North America in general, not just the U.S. because people get on me all the time like, yo, dog, there's more to the West. There's more to North America. Like, I, I understand. I, yeah. And yeah, either way, I'm really, really excited. Another month wait. It's a little grueling considering like, yo, dog, what this movie is doing out there and the fact that Shanks is in it and stuff. It sounds very appealing. It sounds like people are really loving this film. So I'm dying to see it, but I could wait a little bit longer considering October is stacked with anime and movies and all sorts of other stuff. Black Adam, like not just anime and manga. Like I got a lot of things on my plate. So November 4th, Sounds actually great to start off the month and get some real awesome One Piece greatness film read November 4th. And just another update which by now this number is already relegated to irrelevant because it'll have done more. Uh, according to this post, this was a few days ago, according to journalist Hiro Otoka, One Piece film read has reached 13,868,540,000 yen in earnings in 37 days which I want to say that equates to what? Roughly, as of the conversion rate at the time of this recording, about $96 million. Probably by the time you're seeing this episode, it will have reached the $100 million mark, which that's like what two months less than two months 37 days with this right now so in probably about roughly 40 or some odd days one piece film red has made 100 million dollars like think about it 100 million dollars but yeah people that was a bunch of one piece news again that world's largest manga ever even though they put somebody else's name it's oda for one piece all of those volumes stacked together then you got one piece film red coming to theaters november 4th and last but not least one piece film red on the cusp of 100 million dollars in about 40 some odd days like bananas. Moving forward, we got another update for Chainsaw Man. According to a recent interview with Manabu Otsuka, president of Studio MAPPA, Chainsaw Man anime adaptations talks started as soon as he contacted Shueisha after reading the first volume in 2019. Otsuka says that even though there's limits, they'll try to do their best when reproducing the original work as faithfully as possible. The president also mentions that they'll try to exceed the expectations of the many fans of the series worldwide. Wide. That's crazy to think that in 2019 he was already like, yo, dog. I want this. I want it. Who's What's happening? And I don't blame him. It was 2019, 37 chapters in that I myself said, oh, 
this is freaking gas, baby. My first impression of Chainsaw Man on my main channel. You could go check it out. Shameless plug. Ain't no shame over here. And plugging my name. I'm just saying, yo, hat. Uh, gonna be coming back in sale soon. Uh, no. <laughs> but it makes all the sense in the world. Chainsaw Man was so unconventional for Weekly Shonen Jump. And the fact that it only took one volume of convincing. I remember, I want to say with Jujutsu Kaisen, it was on the second volume, if I'm not mistaken, that they were like, yo, we want to adapt this. One volume of Chainsaw Man was all it took to convince Studio Mappa, I need this right freaking now. And that means that it was safe probably around that time. It was probably like Studio Mappa approaching was the nail in the coffin of, nah, this shit's going to be around for a while. And probably that's why Tatsuki Fujimoto was afforded the ability and opportunity to end the manga the way he did with part one only being 97 chapters. Like that's a very, very short end for something that was exploding at the time with success. The old model would have been, oh, it's exploding. We're doing uh, another 200 chapters so yeah very interesting stuff and seems like studio mappa knew from the jump similar to myself that chainsaw man was gonna be immaculate and very successful and yeah that's what led to its anime adaptation quick update for the black clover manga it just says here black clover will be on break the manga next week in weekly shonen jump issue number 43 which pretty much called it at this point once you start seeing each series taking a break you could kind of assume okay if my hero took a break last week black clover is going to take a break and it's repetitive for me to say I love seeing authors getting afforded this opportunity when five years ago it was yo dog they taking a break what like no Take your break, Tabata. Spend time with your daughter and your wife and all of that beautiful stuff that you love to do that I really appreciate. I guess on a side note, it's really, really dope that when you find out more about some of these creators, sometimes you become a little more invested in not only their work, but wanting to see them succeed as a person. And legitimately, I want to see Yuki Tabata succeed, whether it be with Black Clover or he decides to do another series down the road. I want to see him win. Like This is a family man that loves his family to death, works hard as hell, He's like the real life Asta. Next up, I found this to be absolutely hilarious and I wanted to share it with you. Apparently, officials will be holding a rock, paper, scissors contest with a giant, life-size, real-world Gundam. So they're going to have a rock, paper, scissors contest with a real Gundam. That's crazy, man. I wonder if they really be, you know what I'm saying, military stuff like, yo, dog, this is going to be the future. Y'all think we, we going to war or some shit? We got Gundams. Like, who knows? Maybe 30 years from now, there'll be some crazy wars in the world hopefully not hopefully not uh but yeah maybe they'll be whipping out these gundams that's hilarious i gotta see the video of it please put that shit up on youtube or nico nico or wherever the hell they post content i i gotta see the giant gundam playing rock paper scissors that's that's nuts and ai intelligence has just gotten absolutely bananas moving forward we got one more piece of one piece news for this episode it says one piece now has a total of 85 volumes in Shoseki's daily ranking for September 13th, the new best daily ranking ever for the series' backlog wise. And I'm not gonna lie, that is, I'm gonna say straight up, it's because of Film Red, which Film Red is a Goliath like One Piece probably needed right now, considering it was on the decline. I remember a few months back we were talking about one of the volumes failed to hit 1 million sales in its first week, and that's unusual for One Piece. Again, don't mistake by any means, like 
900 and something thousand sales in a week is beyond breathtaking for anything. But for One Piece, that was kind of low considering it usually cracks 1 million. And a few years back, it was doing 2 million, 3 million first week. So the fact that 85 volumes are in the back catalog, expect One Piece's sales to rise dramatically. And who knows, maybe Film Red could be what helps One Piece to eventually get close at the very least to being the number one selling comic of all time. I believe that still is it Batman or Superman. I always get confused in my head. I know it surpassed one already. And yeah, Film Red really is doing numbers for it. 85, 85. I think there's only what? 103 or 104 volumes of One Piece. 85 of them are charting bonkers just a quick update on shonen jumps smash hit we've been talking about that shonen jump has been striking out and they've been canceling a lot of stuff and honestly it's been true on the battle side of things but shonen jumps latest hit is clear as day they have one akane banashi it says here akane banashi which is about rakugo like stage plays and stuff like that has reached 200,000 copies in circulation volumes one and two have been reprinted multiple times with volume one already reaching its fifth print so with two volumes it already is basically done like a hundred thousand a piece essentially that is amazing and also showcasing why probably shonen jump is like yeah we're gonna start little by little adding more variety to the magazine even more so than before because they're getting hits like a spy family huge hit nothing to do with battles i mean there's some assassin stuff but it's really about like you know these people with these not even real life problems but it's not a necessarily a conventional type of battle series and whatnot and then this about stage plays doing 200,000. shonen jump is probably going to keep their foot on the pedal of what they're doing right now which eh, i mean i heard akane banashi is dope and i've actually checked out another series in shonen jump that is not battle series that was really good too so who knows but yeah shonen jump they got a new hit and it's called akane banashi 200,000 copies already sold with only two volumes on sale that is great beyond words next up just a quick update for martial magic and muscles anime it says here martial tv anime casting will be revealed at aniplex online festival 2022 so we'll probably be getting close to maybe a trailer or something martial is gonna be one of the big ones that they're about to put out in 2023 alongside undead on luck so i'm imagining that martial we could get maybe a trailer at aniplex online considering they're not putting it on the big super stage for a shonen jump festa 2023 so probably we'll get maybe the trailer then maybe they want to give the newbie jump series like their own stage opposed to being you know compared to the goliaths because realistically masha was going to get lost in the sea of hype for a chainsaw man or a bleach or all those other bigger titles next up we got the weekly shonen magazine author comments courtesy of joe's underscore ke and the weekly shonen jump author comments let's take a look for starters we got ken wakui author of tokyo revengers he said I went to Atami for two nights and three days, but was stuck in the inn the whole time since it did nothing but rain while I was there. LOL. Yeah, that sucks like to be on vacation and then boom it rains uh nakaba suzuki author of four nights of the apocalypse seven deadly sins i went to the recording of the seven deadly sins grudge of Eidenberg. it was a lot of fun 
nice promo there, very subtle with it. But yeah, that's, if I'm not mistaken, those 3D CG movies. And while I'm starting to come around to the idea of 3D CG, for the most part, the stuff that they showed in the little teaser for it did not look bueno, lads. Then we got Kei Uruna, author of Gachi Akuta. I want to live in Canvas Town. Is that where Gachi Akuta takes place or a city in Gachi Akuta? Uh, then we got Hiromashima, author of Eden Zero, Fairy Tale, 100 Years Quest, Fairy Tale, Rave Master, you already know. I've reached 100,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel. Thanks so much, everyone. Talk about a fast climb. In case you don't know, we praise, we stand Hiromashima's hustle over here and Hiromashima as a man. He is freaking incredible as a creative. He... Bravo, congrats, dog. We love you. We got George Morikawa, author of Hajime no Ippo. Collecting so many colored shikishi makes me happy. Cool beans, bro. And that's all we have for Weekly Shonen Magazine. Then on the Weekly Shonen Jump side of things, I saw one that kind of made me question it. Stay tuned. Because for starters, we got Eichiro Oda, creator of One Piece. I was watching Otto's live performance when I got an alert that Shinji Dai, New Genesis, went number one on the Apple Music World ranking. She then performed Shinji Dai, and it was moving. Man, talk about living in the, the moment and living with incredible success surrounding you all around, Oda. When he retires, dog, he's set for life life. His great-grandchildren are going to be kicking their feet up. His great-grandchildren's great-grandchildren's great-grandchildren are going to be like, Yo, dog, we appreciate you, Oda Sensei. or well, not Sensei. <laughs> uh, Oda Senpai? Oda Ancestor. There we go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we got Gege Akutami, author of Jujutsu Kaisen. Next chapter will use domain expansion for the Sendai colony as well. Naoya Zenin will work hard. Yeah, it's been bananas with him. His domain expansions. Then we got Yuki Tabata off the Black Clover. This is the one I was talking about earlier. He said, My three year old daughter said, Wrong. Papa is my slave. Yes, you are correct. And I'm wondering, who is he saying that? Like, who is she saying that to? Like, who is calling him a slave to say, no, wrong, he's my slave. And just in general, yeah, when it comes to our children, in particular, girl dads, we're kind of like slaves to them. Like, I do everything and anything for my daughter. Anything that she wants, well, within reason. I try to be at the same time parental as I possibly can. Here, you want new Demon Slayer stuff? Because she's a big Demon Slayer fan. It's her first anime and she loves it. Here, we love our kids. And that's why I love Yugi Tabata, true family man and gonna keep standing him. We got Hajime Komodo, author of Martial Magic and Muscles. I've been getting into magic trick items lately. There's so much fun. Magicians are amazing. And that's probably him doing research for Marshall. Cool stuff there. And another author I want to start covering here in Weekly Shonen Jump's author comments is Mapolo 3 from Peepa Peepa Pee. Victini uses flame charge and comes back unruffled. It's the cutest thing ever. And I believe he's referring to a Pokemon. And yeah, shout outs to Mapolo 3. I'm going to have a PPP uh, first impression here soon because on the main channel because I, I got to talk about it. It's so good. And yeah, people, those were the Weekly Shonen Jump and Weekly Shonen Magazine author comments. And as per usual, let's close this episode out with the top 50 best-selling manga of the week, courtesy of Jose underscore Ket. So we got 50 through 41, and we see Undead Unluck Volume 13 in three days doing 10,500. Not the greatest at all, especially considering like, yo dog, we're 13 volumes in, definitely a decrease. I mean, in a full week, it probably would have done about like maybe 14, 15, but that's still a, a shocking drop from, it was doing 40, 50 first week, um, just like a year or two ago. Then we got 
People PPP Volume 4 in 3 days with 10,600. I'm going to tell you why in comparison to only doing 100 more than Undead. But still, it's a great thing for PPP and not necessarily for Undead Unluck. And not just because it's only 4 volumes deep and Undead is 13 volumes. Mainly because that is not a battle series. It is very unconventional. It is a music manga about this dude competing in piano contests. Like, it's a similar Shonen Jump premise of the underdog trying to achieve or whatnot. But it is not a battle series by nature. It's so, again, new for Weekly Shonen Jump. So to be doing those sales early on especially, that's actually pretty good for PPP. While Undead Unluck is a battle series, it should be doing trice that at the very least then climbing up the ladder a bit at 43 we got spy family doing 11,000 this week 1.7 uh at 41 spy family oh wait no i don't want to skip over mission yozakura volume 14 in three days 11.3 14 volumes in and mission yozakura is a battle series maybe the anime will pick it up and considering undead unluck is ending as well maybe the anime will do great for the back catalog for it we'll see then we got places 40 through 31 we got one piece volume 101 with another 12,000 almost 2 million it'll hit that 2 million before bouncing especially with film red giving everything one piece related a boost and then a whole bunch of other series that i'm not too familiar with i've heard about the mato sehi no slave 12,000 in three days what a what a freaking name huh then we got places 30 through 21 we once again have one piece volume 102 this time 15,000 1.8 uh we got twin star exorcist volume 29 i thought that was ending it's weird it's still going no shade just i thought it was ending 15.8 in three days uh let's see going up worlds and harem volume 16 almost 18,000 in three days <laughs> yo i i don't think i ever finished that anime i started watching i was like yeah this is this is a wild one fam it's it's kind of distracting to watch uh then places 20 through 11 we got ayakashi triangle volume 10 21,000 in three days that's not that bad especially considering it got moved to jump plus uh then going up the ladder a little bit we got haikyuu 10th chronicle is that like some sort of what is that? I'm, I'm not sure what it is. Uh, but 26,603 days. Pretty good for a book that I don't even know what the hell it is. Then we got top 10. Top 10. Uh, we got what we covered earlier in this episode. Boruto Volume 18 with 32,837 in three days. Not a good showing for Boruto, I'll be honest with you. Even though it's only three days. I mean, it's getting outsold by freaking everything else in their, like, I don't know, 14th week and shit like that. Like One Piece Volume 103. That came out over a month ago ago like five weeks ago and it did 40,000 this week obviously there's a very big difference between one piece that has a movie out in theaters and whatnot and Boruto that is a spin-off series in v-jump I get it but 40,000 almost 1.8 uh then we got a number six Jujutsu Kaisen volume 20 50,000 so this is the first time it dropped from the second spot it was like top two for a million well not a million weeks but like a month straight 1.3 Tokyo Revengers 70,000 this week 661,000 that cover is fire dog the artist of Tokyo Revengers covers oh my god uh then Haikyuu 10th Chronicle Limited Edition 106,000 that's very good what is that is that like a collection of art what is that uh then at number one World Trigger with a new volume first one in a while uh in three days 164,000 for volume 25 World Trigger always love to see it pop out and get a little bit of sales y'all know in case you don't the author World Trigger suffers from a lot of medical conditions and yeah people that's all we have for today's episode curious what you guys think most important story 
favorite story, something you like, come on, Finette, why you ain't cover it? Let me know. That's all I have for this one. I'm Finette World, and as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule. Anime and manga for life, boy. Have an awesome day. Peace in. And you just watched another episode of Forever News. Have an awesome day. Subscribe and hit that bell. We talk about all the news you want to know. I have a dream alone in my room as I sit with the tea. Couldn't possibly think what I often see. And you don't even know how I often blink. Lights be flashing and looking at me. Such an odd unique. Yet I'm so unique and you're looking at me. If the walls could talk, they would probably be weak. And I'd probably say, bitch, get the fuck off me.